What's up? I'm Amanda Costco, and you're listening to the Electric Runway Podcast, a podcast exploring the intersection of fashion and technology. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today, we're continuing our coverage of WEAR Conference. That's the World Ethical Apparel Roundtable, taking place October 7th to 8th in Toronto. Last week, we had the opportunity to speak with Kelly Drennan, a sustainability expert and the founder of Fashion Takes Action, the producers of WEAR. We heard all about fashion's role in the current climate crisis and what brands and consumers are doing about it. Today, we're highlighting another speaker from WEAR to find out more about how sustainable business can also be a successful, profitable one. To delve into that, I'm speaking with Stephanie Benedetto. She's the CEO and founder of Queen of Raw. Queen of Raw is a global online marketplace to buy and sell sustainable and dead stock fabrics and textiles. Stephanie shares with me more about her long family history in apparel, as well as how Queen of Raw is saving billions, yes, I said billions, of gallons of water by rescuing textiles from landfill. Here to tell us more is Stephanie Benedetto of Queen of Raw. So Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. So for those who don't know, who are you and what is Queen of Raw? (laughs) Yes, my name is Stephanie Benedetto and we are Queen of Raw. Queen of Raw is a marketplace for businesses to buy and sell their unused textiles, keep it out of landfill and help them turn that pollution into profit. And so it's really interesting. You're going to be speaking at the WEAR conference coming up, and I want to dig into that a little bit. But it seems that everybody in the fashion industry is talking about sustainability right now. Do you think that the fashion industry is experiencing a kind of reckoning? I mean, absolutely. I think it's been a long time coming. I always laugh in this industry when I think about it, and in so many ways, they're still doing things the way my great-grandfather did in the business in 1896, right? Like <laughs> good old pen and paper and, you know, an old school way of doing things and an old school mentality. And obviously it's an incredibly large, powerful industry that since my great-grandfather's days has gotten so much more complicated, right? Obviously supply chains are complex, business is complex and global, but in other ways, so many parts of it haven't really kept up to speed. And I think that people are feeling that now today more than ever, both from a circular economy sustainability perspective, which obviously has a huge impact on people and planet, but it also makes a big difference in their profit. And obviously the current political, social, economic climate being what it is with recycling laws, Trump, tariffs, trade wars, China, This has massive impacts on the fashion business and their bottom and top lines. And if they don't adapt new models and sustainable models, they may go obsolete. 
Do you think that consumers have something to do with it? It seems that consumers more and more are demanding sustainability or have more access to the kind of behind the scenes or what used to be, you know, behind the veil of the fashion industry. What do you think consumers have to do with it? Without question. I mean, this this isn't all on the businesses themselves. This is absolutely a, a response in part of them learning from what their consumers want and what their consumers want to buy. And so I, I think you're seeing with especially millennials and Gen Zs, this shift in the consumer's conscious where they actually care about knowing the transparency, the traceability, the story behind what they're wearing. I mean, this is stuff that is touching their body 24-7 and has a beautiful story, part of what makes fashion fashion, and they want to know about it. And, And they're putting their dollars where it matters. And we have seen that younger generations, they are willing to spend more for something to get that kind of transparency and visibility. A lot of that, of course, wasn't available before. But now with all these kind of modern technologies that we use, like blockchain, like machine learning, like even a global digital marketplace, you now have at your fingertips in real time, incredible amount of data and storytelling and information. Um, And the consumers want to know. They're they're on their computers. We're all on our computers, probably more than we should be. And and a big part of that is consuming information. And uh, so I think, you know, they're as well a big piece of this. And so you touched on a little bit the problem or the challenge that Queen of Raw is addressing, but I'd like to dig into that a little bit more. So textile waste, overstock when it comes to fabrics. How big of a a problem is this in the industry? So many people don't realize what a massive impact the textile industry has on the world. It is an $800 billion market and growing. Of that, over $600 billion is fashion. And it is the second biggest polluter in the world of clean water and the climate crisis. And it actually contributes to the number one polluter, which is oil and agriculture, of course, a portion of which we do use in textiles. So the scary fact, and I try not to say too many scary facts without having good solutions as well, but if we continue at the current pace of textile production, by 2025, two thirds of the entire world's population will face shortages of fresh water and be exposed to hazardous chemicals from textile production alone. So we're not talking about like 50 years from now, 10 years from now. We're talking about five years from now. It's happening today and it's happening on our waters. This is not just an Asia problem. It is here in the U.S. as well. It is a global problem. But on the flip side, that means we have the power to do something about it, right? I always give people the simple fact that for one yard of fabric sold on our platform that has been rescued from landfill instead of a new one being made, an average 700 gallons of water are being saved. So you add that up and, uh, you know, in the, just the past few months, our business has saved over a billion gallons of water. And we're a startup just getting started. So you do have the power to change the world. Wow, absolutely. So walk us through the experience of working with or ordering from Queen of Raw. Let's say I'm a designer, I'm a brand. How, how does it all work? Absolutely. So on the buyer side, our goal is to make it quick, 
easy and cost effective for buyers to find what they need, when they need it, at the right price and right at their fingertips all in one place. So we have an open digital marketplace where they can come, they can, based on certain behaviors they take, we're able to make recommendations for them to help direct them to what they're searching for and find everything based on their specific requirements. It looks through our entire global database of inventory and it lets them know in real time how much inventory is of that product is available, where it came from, what it's made of, what the original price was, what the discount price is, any of the testing or certification or additional sustainable benefits of that product, and where in the world it sits. And then with the click of a button, they can purchase it straight from the supplier. That's it. And obviously by doing that, we quantify for our buyers the water, the toxins, the energy, and the dollars saved by them making that purchase and, and not manufacturing new. And it can be, we work with designers from students, makers, crafters, quilters, all the way to the biggest and best fast fashion and luxury house retailers and brands in the world. So a lot of people come to us and, you know, the original thinking is, is this the scrapping business? And yeah, we actually do sell some scraps by the, you know, by the pound. But some of our scraps are as big as a million yards of dead stock of one product available in mint condition that was going to be burned or sent to landfill. So that's one person's scrap, but it's obviously a large volume available. So there is a ton of this out there. Every single year, over $120 billion worth of unused textiles ends up in warehouses collecting dust or being burned or sent to landfill. So it's massive. So the opportunity, the point being for buyers, massive opportunity, if you want it, it's out there and we will help you find it where you need it, when you need it. And then on the flip side, as a seller, we work also with small to the largest fast fashion brands and luxury houses in the world. And we also, for them, want to make it quick and easy to monetize their waste, right? We don't want them to have to hire additional people, do more work, this is a sustainable solution that doesn't cost them any money. In fact, it makes them money, right? And it gives them immediate returns and it can be quick and easy to onboard. So they literally can share with us, you know, an Excel spreadsheet, any CSV file of what they have in unused inventory. We can automate the onboarding process, verify everything and make it live. And then they just start getting checks in the mail, right? The hardest thing they have to do is when an order comes in, slap a label on the shipment and out the door it goes with their regular shipments. So it, it really doesn't require anything more than what they're shipping and doing every single day. Wow. And so then are you a for-profit business then? How are you making your money? It's a good question. We get asked that all the time. We are absolutely a for-profit business with a strong social mission, clearly. And that was very important to us. I do believe that there, you know, there are a lot of great reasons for, to have non-for-profits and there are a lot of great reasons to have for-profits with social missions and that there is a lot we can do as a for-profit business. We do have a non-for-profit arm that we do with Aveda, Caring, Stella McCartney and others called Wildlife Friendly Enterprise Network. And we do pledge a portion of our proceeds to that non-for-profit as well, which does a lot of incredible work in Africa and other parts of the world. But our core business, 100% for-profit, let's make the money to do more good and change business practices. I mean, my ultimate dream with this kind of concept of for-profit with a social mission is that nobody needs to say that or sustainability anymore, right? 
that's that S word that means so many things to so many people. But at the end of the day, this just becomes about the way good for-profit business is done. Yeah, absolutely. And for the longest time, it seems that sustainability has been pivoted against profit. But as you're demonstrating with your business, this is not true. You're kind of smashing that stereotype. Yeah, I mean, it, it, right. It, you th- a lot of people think that with sustainability, it's for people and planet, it's doing good. You're making donations. It may cost more to do, but you're doing it because you want to do good and feel good. And yes, that is absolutely a part of it, but it also can make, and I try to really push this into big businesses to understand it can, it makes economic sense. I mean, we have showed with our for-profit business and with our large core customers, we can improve over 15% off their bottom line, increase their top line, because now they have a sustainable story to share that does well with their consumers. We catch errors in their supply chain all the time. And like I said, we've saved over a billion gallons of water. So you can really have a model that can be a win-win-win. So it's been a big year for you. As I understand it, Queen of Raw was recently honored at a circular fashion fund. Can you tell us about this organization and the recognition you received? Yeah, it's been an incredible year. And we were total honor and privilege to be recognized by ThreadUp, which obviously does amazing work in the resale space space and have an incredible platform similar to what we do, but with obviously with finished goods. And they kind of respected what we were doing on the raw material side of things and how together we can really solve this systemic problem of waste in supply chains and in the fashion industry. They started the Circular Fashion Fund where for every product they sold, if people started the hashtag choose used and supported this movement, they would put a dollar into the circular fashion fund. And then they named us as a beneficiary of the circular fashion fund. And we, we got that as a donation to our cause and to our mission. So it's been an honor and privilege to work with them, to learn from them. And we continue to have a very strong relationship. And they've obviously been incredibly successful in this space. I saw powerful companies like ThreadUp, The Real Real, Poshmark, who are doing such amazing things with finished goods and you know just realized that there was this massive market opportunity with the raw material side of things no one was paying attention b2b and up the chain on why we have this problem down the chain and and that's why with the two pieces i think we can really solve this and is that your number one reason for focusing on raw because nobody else is doing it? it nobody else was doing it so yes there was a huge opportunity But I also do firmly believe why we have all this waste at the end of our supply chains and with finished goods all over the world is because of this systemic problem up the chain and all of these overuse and overproduction and errors that are in our supply chains. And that if we can start to catch them right at the root in real time where they occur on the raw material side of things, we won't have as much down the chain of waste. And so that's why I think, you know, it's a powerful opportunity. We also called ourselves Queen of Raw with focus on raw materials. Of course, we focused on textiles right now. There's a huge opportunity, but this could apply to virtually any type of raw material around the world and any vertical in business with a supply chain. So we've started working in automotive, aviation, computer electronics, and obviously in the future um, opportunity there as well. 
And so you were also a finalist at the Creator Awards Global Finals, which was supported by WeWork. I've never heard about this initiative before, so tell us about it. So WeWork, we has been an amazing supporter of ours. We've had an office there for over a year and a half now, and they saw a posting randomly in their office for the WeWork Creator Awards. And it was this open competition, you didn't have to be a WeWork member, where they would support businesses with sustainable missions. And, you know, I did the application. You never know. And I'm a big proponent of people applying to any of these contests because you never know where it's going to lead. And for us, it ended up being a business game changer. We went through over six months and I can't even tell you how many rounds of judging and competitions and ended up being the grand prize winner. And so we got to pitch on stage in 60 seconds to Ashton Kutcher and Gary Vaynerchuk and P. Diddy. And uh, it was imagine getting your entire business down into 60 seconds Uh, that was a that was an incredible moment and obviously um, ever since they've been amazing partners and supporters of ours so definitely be on the lookout they do them globally around the world and I highly recommend anyone to get involved and what was the feedback that you got from some of those celebrities and social media mavens you know I, I I've been so impressed by the response that we got because I wonder obviously my family has been in the textile business for over 110 years and so Obviously, I know this business inside and out and have been very connected in New York City and to the garment district and to this industry. But you always wonder whether people outside of the industry, do they get it? Can they understand both supply chain, fashion, how sustainability fits all in all to this? And they did. They got it. They believed in this mission. They understand how it, powerful it can be. And uh, so we, we were thrilled by the response. That's great. And so, yeah, you've mentioned this earlier as well. You come from a family legacy of fashion and textiles. I find that so interesting. I've mentioned before on the podcast that I come from a family of tailors. So tell us about your kind of family history in this business. Yeah, so in 1896, my great-grandfather came over on a ship from Austria. He landed at Ellis Island and he settled into the Lower East Side in New York. And obviously he was an immigrant chasing the American dream and he had to figure out how to make a living. So what did he do? He started working with his hands. He found materials and supplies nearby, things like furs that people had brought over on the ship with them but weren't using anymore. He would create the most beautiful fashion garments with minimal waste and minimal toxins because his bottom dollar depended on it. And he sold to local customers. And it was an incredibly profitable, successful business. Now, of course, he didn't talk about it as sustainability or circular economy, but at the end of the day, that's what it was. And it made sense for people, for planet, and especially for his profit. And so I grew up kind of hearing those stories. My grandfather was also in the business post-World War II. He collected from the government all the old army surplus, uniforms, Jeeps, and car parts, and he repurposed them as well. So in some ways, I laugh, Queen of Raw is just kind of the technology-based version 2.0 of the family business. (laughs) Of course, I didn't do the family route. I said I wasn't, and I went to Wall Street as a corporate attorney. But I did end up, of course, specializing in fashion, technology and sustainability. And, you know, we get back to our family roots uh, at the end of the day and who we really are and always wanted to build a business to go change the world. Isn't that funny how it kind of came full circle for you? Yeah, completely. I I know. I I laugh about it all the time. Of course, I still have to explain to certain members of my family. My father-in-law happens to also be in the business just by chance. And I always laugh telling them, though, about blockchain and machine learning. Like, what? What are you doing? But uh, at the end of the day, in many ways, it's very similar. 
So as I understand it, you're going to be speaking at WARE Conference coming up in Toronto. What can we expect to hear from you there? Yeah, I'm so excited to be there. It's, you know, a, a conference, obviously, Fashion Takes Action, that has been such a leader when it comes to sustainability and bringing together the fashion community and having real conversations B2B. So excited to talk about circular economy and sustainability. I'm going to be on a panel about innovative business models. It'll be moderated by the and MacArthur Foundation. ThreadUp is also going to be on the panel, which I'm thrilled, and Bank in Vogue. So it'll be an incredible group really understanding, I think, how we can eliminate waste and pollution and drive that positive impact in the fashion value chain. I'm so looking forward to it. So how can people follow Queen of Raw and stay in touch? You bet. So we are across all social media channels and our website. Everything is Queen of Raw, one word, all lowercase. Um, We can also, I can be reached at Stephanie, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E at queenofraw.com. And I am famous uh, for giving out my cell phone, which I do. You can always contact me as well on my cell at 646-583-0076. We are here to help anytime. Stephanie, it's been such a pleasure speaking to you. I look forward to seeing you at WEAR Conference in October. And best of luck with all of the very important work that you're doing. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it as well. That was my conversation with Stephanie Benedetto with Queen of Raw. To learn more about her company, visit www.queenofraw.com. If you're interested in the conversation of fashion and innovation, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcasting app. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We're at electric underscore runway. You can also follow me personally. I'm at Amanda Costco on Twitter and at electric underscore Amanda on Instagram. Tune in next week where we're going to be continuing our coverage of Wear Conference in Toronto. We'll be speaking with Chris Homer of Thread Up. To learn more about Where, the upcoming event in Toronto at the forefront of fashion and sustainability, visit where.fashiontakesaction.com and use the discount code ER15, that's ER15, to receive 15% off your tickets. That's it for today's episode, and until next time, here's looking towards the future.